Yes, indeed. It is another great morning on the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. Part of that morning routine means money, financial wealth, health, and literacy. That's what it means this morning to close out our week strong. And we're going to be discussing a lot. So make sure, make sure you strap yourselves in because this is going to be a wild ride of gems that you need to know. So get your friends. We'll give you a few seconds while I'm doing this great introduction that I always do to get your friends tapped in. So that you can hear the gems of wisdom and financial, you'll need financial clarity. And this is where you're going to get your financial clarity, okay? So, let's start here. Because this phenomenal woman is a dynamic speaker, author, entrepreneur. She is committed, not interested, but committed to uncovering the path to financial freedom and generational wealth. Tap into that. Her expertise in credit building, financial literacy, and business development stems from a personal journey marked by resilience and determination. Now, of course, she is more than just a speaker and an author. She embodies the entrepreneurial spirit, offering personalized guidance and strategies for navigating the challenges, and there are so many of those, the challenges of business ownership. So, with that said, I am honored and privileged to have here at the Morning Machine for the first time, and certainly won't be the last, I welcome Miss Shaquilla Hamilton. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm feeling good, feeling great, feeling Excellent. And you know what's excellent? The work that you have put in to really make sure that we know all about financial literacy. Get us together, will you? You know what I'm saying? But before you get us together and provide us the gems of wisdom, we got to talk about the journey that I just mentioned. Let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union square so yeah that's right you know the song you know the song that's why you're laughing you know the song but it's beyond the song it's about the journey so what did you see coming up that really sparked your interest in generational wealth and financial literacy okay uh let's see for me i think it just stemmed from a want for more Right. Mm. Like it wasn't I can't say I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of struggle. Um, my mom did everything she needed to do, which mm. meant she worked two jobs while she went to grad school. Like she pushed, you know, to, to pave a way. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like even though it wasn't. It wasn't like this, this hard coming from nothing. I didn't want to see her have to do that. I didn't want right. to have to do that. And I definitely didn't want my kids to have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I always had this want for more. I always, you see the people on TV with, oh, I have a summer home and all of these things. And you wonder, oh, is it just television or is it real? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see the artists, the rappers, um, the musicians, everyone else, the athletes, they get to live those lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that too. And 
me, I started in sports, but I knew, you know, sports wasn't going to be my thing long term. But it was like, why does this life have to only be for a certain class of people? Like, if I don't right. play basketball or if I don't rap or anything like that or sing, can I still live a certain lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Doing my research, you know, through high school and college, um, I came across uh, Grant Cardone and different entrepreneurs like that, Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff. And that's when I realized, ah, I can still live the life of my dreams and just be myself. You know, I always kind of had this affinity for business. Mm. Mom used to always try to get me to stop selling things at the house. I was the kid. Ah! <laughs> I was the kid. You were who, that kid, huh? Oh, uh, my mom would buy like the little Debbie snacks, and oh. I would take the box to school and sell it at school, and then come back and like, okay, here's two dollars, three dollars, buy more. You know, so I was like, nice. yeah, I was taking the things from home and selling them at school, and mom was like, all right, that's that's enough. sorry, mom. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sorry, but you know, I I always wanted more you know i always wanted mm. better and i always wanted to build it was something about the journey of building that always enticed me like i liked starting from where i am and like the grind and the hustle of i see the progress i see right. the end goal so let me right. see what i need to do to get there and it's interesting you say that because everybody has a story of how they got there mm-hmm. and you had to make some tough financial decisions even in a time where you're young, you know, just going to the store just to buy a snack or do you have enough to buy a snack or, hey, I need this, I need that, but do I have enough? Mm. Talk about those hard financial decisions that you had to make as you were coming up that really spearheaded the financial literacy. I think for me, the hardest was, uh, so I graduated from LSU. And the hardest thing was that that time, that tenure through college was, okay, yeah. you know, financial aid will only last you so long. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of your time? I'm like two, three hours away from home. Um, there's no family. I have to make friends. I don't really have the time for a job, so I have to be very cautious with how I spend my money. Mm-hmm. And if I did have a job, now I have to be cautious of how I spend my time. So everything was weighed um, so much so to the point to where my senior year of college, I worked three jobs. To, wow. put, to finish school. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so let's take a time out for a second. Okay. So you worked three jobs. Yes. And still, and still managed to get through school and graduate. Hardest time of my life. <laughs> wow. Now you say hardest time of your life. And it that goes with entrepreneurial challenges mm-hmm. too because you're building through college. And you had to find a way to make a way, and that way ended up working out greatly for you. So being that that was a challenging time, what concepts did you put in place to be able to get past that? Because it is never easy for a college student (laughs) of all people in the world, right? Mm -hmm. A college student. You're already working at your academics, but you got to work three other jobs. A lot of people... (laughs) <laughs> to quote to quote the lady in the TV interview, ain't nobody got time for that. And, oh, <laughs> you, know you got to make the time. Right. And that's kind of what it fell down to for me is I had to I had to have relentless discipline because my first class was at 8 a.m. 
which means I had to be up at 7. So the first class was at 8. I was in school from 8 to 3. And then I had my main job. Uh, I was uh, uh, working at Academy Sports then. Mm-hmm. So I would work there from 4.30 to 11 p.m. Mm. And that was back when Uber came out. So I was like, okay, I'll Uber until about 2 a.m. if that's what makes sense. Sheesh. You know, on certain days. And then if it slowed down then or like in between stops, I'm like sitting in the parking lot doing homework or studying my note cards in the parking lot because I still have school. I got a test tomorrow type thing. And then on the weekends, I was a um, a, a server at Cracker Barrel. So, but I did the morning shift. So that means I had to, I think they opened at 6 a.m. I had to be there for 4.45 on Saturdays and Sundays. So from 4.45 to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays, I worked at Cracker Barrel. And then from 3 to 11, I had to be, so they were like 10 minutes away. So I would get off work, change my shirt in the car, and then drive down the street back to Academy to work 3 to 11 p.m. Miss Lady, when do you sleep? Oh, you don't want to get me into that. There's no such thing. There's no, and I'm listen. Right, right, right. At my age now, I'm getting to the point to where I can't live in that forever. Yeah, it catches up with you. It, it really it does. It definitely mm-hmm. does, and my body will shut down eventually sometimes. Mm-hmm. But even now, I average like maybe don't kill me like four hours a night, and I'm working well, at least on doing. You have better. hours because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that grind it out a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And you said relentless passion, relentless discipline to serve a purpose and that purpose you're serving right now it leads you to where you are that relentless discipline not everybody has so what did you do differently personally to be besides the discipline that other people can really be able to adopt as part of their principle throughout this journey. There's people that are not there. They're getting less sleep than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you're getting three to four hours. There are people that's getting one mm-hmm. on the regular because they feel pressured. It's not because of the discipline. They feel pressured mm-hmm. because they may be the say a first one in their family to go to college and the pressure's on them to make it happen for the family name. Right. But they also have to make a living for themselves as well. They weren't always blessed with financial aid every year mm-hmm. or this, that, and a third, right? Their financials, everybody's financial situation is different, especially as a college student. Absolutely. So what do you say to the people out there who are getting less sleep than you that their balance may be off at some point. I think the biggest thing is to always remember your why. You have to remember why you're doing it. And the most important thing always has to be for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I want to take care of my mom. Yes, I want to be able to take care of my family and all of those other things. But at the end of the day, everywhere you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. You can never outrun yourself. You have to live with the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, okay, I'm going to sacrifice sleep to get certain things done, or, hey, I'm going to sacrifice this deadline to get some sleep because that's taking care of myself. You have to always make sure that whatever it is you're doing is for the betterment of you. Because I I have this strong philosophy that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like this idea of a paint can. Nothing in, nothing out, nothing on. Mm-hmm. If nothing is in the paint can, nothing can come out of it, so nothing can go on the wall. So if I want to be able to take care of other people and pour into other people, mm-hmm. I have to first have something of substance within myself. I have to have the discipline or I have to have, you know, the financial literacy or I have to have the sleep because if I'm not well enough to carry a conversation or to carry my family member or whatever it is that they may need from me for that day, then I'm no good to them and I'm no good Mm -hmm. to myself. So 
take care of you. Do whatever it is that you're doing relentlessly, like whatever your goals are and your passions are, make sure that you are the center for focus of that. Absolutely. And you go from the college journey. Mm-hmm. And by the way, LSU, you yes, did sir. say LSU. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I got the L's being thrown up in the studio. I I like it. I like it. They they had a big they had a big win the other night, by the way. Uh, basketball win. That was quite a thriller, by the way. Last second shot. But anyway, I'll get into basketball talk all day. Uh, what position did you play? Okay, I'm small now, but I used to be a uh, small forward. Sometimes power forward, depending on when. But yeah, small forward. Okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right, and you know, and see. What concepts did what concepts from basketball helped you to be the visionary that you are now? Because a lot of people relate their part of their purposes mm-hmm. to sports. Because everybody, if you're into sports, most of those people have a journey that they're looking to go on. Not everybody makes it to the league. Right. There's a lot of people's dreams to make it to the league, but not everybody makes it to the league. But they are playing some good ball in college, but then they use that as a piece of the purpose. Right. So speak on a piece of purpose as it relates to basketball. How did that go for you? So I think the piece of purpose from basketball, or what I learned just from sports in general, is to have an end goal in mind mm-hmm. and to always play your position. Right. Mm. And whatever it is that you have going on, you have a specific role, whether it's, you know, this day, this week or, you know, in sports related this quarter. What is what am I trying to achieve? Mm. You know, like in this play, what is my one job in this moment? Mm-hmm. Execute it to the best of your ability and then take everything moment by moment. You know, when you start mm. to. Yes, we want to have the end goals, you know, a year ago, uh, six months, but they only happen when you break them down by bite sizes. Mm-hmm. And so. You have to take what's given to you because it's going to change. We know games get high stakes um, from quarter to quarter. Things change. I'm in the lead now, but I, it might, I might not always be. Right. And that is definitely how life. That is definitely how life is. You might be up today, <laughs> and in a week or you know in a month, you're not always going to be up. Score might be tied. You might be down and out. You might be trying to come from behind and figure it out. Right. And so it's that wherewithal to to keep going, to always keep going. And it's interesting because. You go from there to now the visionary entrepreneur that is dedicated and passionate about transforming dreams into multi-million dollar realities. So multi-million dollar realities are a lot of work. And there are entrepreneurial challenges Mm -hmm. that go with that work. And it can be very time-consuming and very, very stressful. So let's speak about the entrepreneurial challenges on route to the multi-million dollar normalization of a brand or a company. Ooh, which one? There's so many. and it's, it's... Let's give top three <laughs> since you said there's so many. Uh, top three challenges that entrepreneurs might face. I think number one usually is funding. Usually everyone has an idea, but, you know, they can't afford to to make their dreams come true. Um, So usually the first one is funding, um, or at least that's the first one that they're aware of Mm -hmm. is the funding. Honestly, I think the biggest challenge usually is um, the understanding or the information. Even Mm. though we live in the information age, not everyone knows where to get the correct information from. And now That's a fact. Yes. Everybody's selling the course. Everybody has an ebook. Everybody has so much out there. You have to understand how to hone it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And uh, everybody does it differently. They absolutely. do it in their own ways and different forms. And it, it it's kind of difficult to figure out which one to take advice from. Absolutely. And it can, it can be a challenging mind game, if you will. Yeah. Because you don't know what will work for you and what won't work for you. It's not to say don't take tips from anybody. Mm-hmm. What it means is that there are people whose strategies to financial literacy worked for them. But there's always a saying out here, what works for you may not work for the next person or anybody else down the line. So just kind of hone in on that for a second. Right, absolutely. It's almost like it's like a diet. Mm. Right. It's like trying to work out and lose weight. We don't have the same body type. We don't have the same genetics. Facts. So the things that I eat that might help me lose weight or drop pounds might not work for you. Right. Exactly. The the workout regimen that you use might not fit in my time schedule. So I can't go to the gym twice a day or things like that. I only have 45 minutes. So so you have to figure out what pieces you can apply to you. It's the same thing for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I always say find find a mentor. Mm hmm. And find the mentor that best aligns with who you are, how you are, and where you want to go. There's so many of them out there. You don't have mm-hmm. to pick just one. You know, there's YouTube University. Um, there's Google. There's all these things. Now, Instagram and TikTok can give you the information sometimes even faster. Yeah, exactly. So find the resources and the right people who are who have either been where you've been, go through where you are, what you are going through, and are going where you want to go. And I think the biggest part to picking which information to, to choose is the messaging. You know, everybody yeah. receives things differently. Right. And there are some people who, when you hear them speak, you just lean in naturally. And you're like, ah, this feels like my tribe. This feels like yeah. like something about when you talk to me, I want, I gravitate to it. Right. That's somebody who you need to hone in on. They follow them, buy their course, buy their information, lean in, you know, do their, their VIP memberships and things like that. Because that's where you're going to grow from. And speaking of the follow, you mentioned something about follow. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they're are folks that have trouble finding their niche and following their niche and their lane, the lane that they need to be in, as opposed to forcing themselves to be in that lane. It's a different entity. It's a whole different ballgame there. You can find what works for you, find your lane and stay in it, Mm -hmm. or you got folks that will force themselves to be in a lane that they don't really like. So how important is it to be able to find the correct niche and find the right lane for you to be in? It's just as important as finding who you actually are as a person. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if, if you're going to try to force a puzzle piece, it will never fit. The picture will never align to what you want it to be because that piece doesn't fit there. Mm. And Ph- so, phenomenal analogy, by Right. The way. So yes. now you're trying to, like, force yourself into, you know, the square peg into the round hole because it's what you think everyone else is doing or it's what you think you should do because maybe you were told to from family yeah, members. Right. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just kind of, like, fall into a space that isn't naturally yours. So there, right. I say there's a difference between your passion and your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, my passion this is fun. This is something that I have fun doing and maybe it'll bring me funds, but I enjoy doing this just for the sake of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then my purpose is something that I can't run from. A lot of people say in the world of basketball for the love of the game mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just in the sports world for the love of the game. I, I, it's bigger than the money. It's for the love of the game. Absolutely. It's for the love of your passion and the purpose that you serve. Exactly. And that's that's where you're getting to right now. And, you know, being able to find that niche and find that lane to stay in, you really 
are able to cruise in that lane like a far left lane on, on I-20 or <laughs> another interstate in a big city, you know, that has a high occupancy vehicle mm-hmm. lane uh, where it's mostly pretty much free the entire time. Right. When I say free, meaning you got maybe one, two cars in front of you right. and, you know, it's, it is what it is. That's when it seems easy. Now, the hard part is sometimes when the lane starts to get when, when congested, the highway congested mm-hmm. to still stay the course. Exactly. Because when, when it's congested, that's when everyone wants to exit. But you're, you're not going to make it to your destination if you exit too early. Ooh. You have to keep going. You just got to ride. Don't make me throw this pen across <laughs> the room. You just got to ride the wave. You have to stay, you know. Come on. Keep up with the traffic. Keep keep your, your pace. You know, it's going to get tough. It's going to get congested. It's it going to be confusing. But keep your pace and keep going. Don't exit too early. I feel like that's why a lot of entrepreneurs fail. It's not because you can't. It's because you gave up too soon. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And let's keep it all the way a buck fifty thousand, <laughs> ten trillion. Yeah. Right. A lot of us in the African American community. Let's just be all the way correct here. A lot of us in the African American community, we get in our way so much and get in our heads so much that we lose our why within the passion and the purpose. We lose our why within that. And so why do you think that is with most of our community? I think it stems from the outside pressures that you were speaking of earlier and not having a strong sense of self. You know, if I'm not clear on who I am, Mm -hmm. I can mold into whoever somebody around me wants me to be. Mm. And so if I'm not solid on this is who I am, this is why I'm doing this, this is where I'm going, then a family member can get in my ear and say, I don't know why you're doing it this way. You should go this way. Mm -hmm. Somebody can say, I don't know why you chose that. You should try this. And then thinking, you know, of course, because they're not saying it maliciously. They mean it from love. You're going to hear, oh, well, my mom said I should try it this way. Or my friend said they don't know why I'm selling, you know, hair. Maybe I should switch to shoes. And now mm. you stop whatever it is you're doing and the trajectory that you had to reroute doing the shiny object syndrome. And you lose all of that. You lose all the wow. progress that you've made. Now you're starting over. Mm. And you're never going to actually grow and go forward because every six months you're moving back again to mm. please someone else. As opposed to just, you know, sticking to who we are. And it's, like I said, it's not, they're not saying it maliciously. They sometimes don't understand. Mm. Um, People can only help us from the level of understanding that they have. Mm. And entrepreneurship is a difficult thing to grasp. And we speak about the generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of families, especially coming from, a lot of us say Big Mama's legacy, you know, our grandmothers. They they were in a time period where they had to build for the future a different way than the age of technology these days and the millennial way of creating legacies, especially as it pertains to the family name. So how do we in this time of social media swaying us left and swaying us right and all kinds of other stuff that we probably don't care about, (laughs) but maybe we should in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have other outlets that are pushing certain things that may not be real. Talk about the challenge in this age of technology, present day, Mm. where it becomes much harder 
to create that legacy and really uphold the integrity of that family name as it pertains to financial literacy and wealth? Uh, I think, especially in the age of technology, everything that's going on now, it can propel you or it can distract you. Mm-hmm. And so it's just trying to figure out, you know, um, I always say in, like Instagram, it can be a tool or it can be a toy. What are you using it for? Hmm. Are you on Instagram playing, scrolling, liking, laughing, all of these things, or are you on Instagram learning? I curate the environment that I want to learn from. So if I log into my Instagram right now and you scroll down my feet, for some people it's not interesting because I'm following entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm following people who are constantly teaching me how to grow my social media, how to um, be a better marketer, how to be a better strategist, how to increase my brand awareness and things like that. So that's what I'm taking in on a daily on this social tool. Yes, it's a social tool, but... It doesn't necessarily have to just be used socially. I tell it, it, you know, it's not social media for me. It's business media. When I'm on Instagram, I'm working. When I'm on TikTok, I'm working. (laughs) I'm networking with people. I'm finding out. I'm, you know, okay, who else in my space lives lives locally? Can I Mm -hmm. meet them? Right. You know, what can we? What projects can we come together on? So I'm finding a way to make it what's going to be best for me and for my future, Mm -hmm. not just using it as a numbing agent. Yeah, and and that's the. That's the interesting thing. You said numbing agent mm-hmm. because a lot of us don't know when it comes to social media, we don't know what's real, what's fake, yeah. and we're in this quandary, right? Mm-hmm. Yet again, the mind game. Now we're kind of sitting here like, okay, well, do we take this seriously or do we not? And a lot of people are just not there yet because – what social media is pushing, sometimes it can be truly fake. Right. And it could basically harm our wisdom and knowledge. Nothing against social media. It has its good, but it also has its dark side, Absolutely. if you will. And a lot of people seem to be attracted to the other side as opposed to really getting the tools that they need to build the wealth. Now, would you say it's because... So many people or what what most would call it in the business world, the market is saturated Mm. with people that are doing the same thing or giving the same tips or giving the same yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think that that would be possibly the mindset with most people that are looking at social media and getting these tips like, oh, I heard this before. I heard the same person said what the other person said, and they said what the other person said, and they're just piggybacking <sighs> off of each other. It all it, To them, it sounds the same, mm-hmm. but it's really different if they would actually take the time right. to actually listen right. to the message instead of, ah, scroll by because they said the first five words in a sentence that somebody else said so do you find that to be a challenge with most in in society today yeah trying to cut through the noise of what other people may be saying or trying to get people to see the value sometimes in what you're bringing as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur absolutely um i think the market's always going to be saturated if you're looking for a saturated market if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. every market is saturated Right. So mm-hmm. if I can equate it, let's see, the best way I can probably say is if you're looking for red cars when you're driving, yeah. you're going to find a lot of red cars. Absolutely. Right. But are you looking at the quality of the car that you find? Because mm. I can see a lot of red cars. One might be a Honda. One yeah. might be, you know, all of these things. It might things. be a Ford. One, it might be right. a Hyundai. But yeah. how many red Ferraris did you see? That's a fact. Find the red Ferrari. 
Exactly. It's going to be noise everywhere. It's going to be noise in every market, in every niche. Everything's going to seem saturated. Everybody's going to sound like maybe they're saying the same things. They're all red. But if you look deeper, no, this one, if I would have actually listened, they're coming from a different place. Right. This information is tailored to a different brand. Exactly. It, it, it has a little more substance to it. This is the Ferrari that I need to hone in on. Mm, making great, great points. And um, wow, I told y'all to be ready <laughs> for the wisdom. I told you to be ready for this because this is going to be a wealth of knowledge that you need to close out your week. And on top of that, to close out the month because the next quarter is just is coming up super soon Mm -hmm. like with like right around the corner before you know it it'll be the second quarter of 2024 and everybody is looking to do something do something change their life's journey on a trajectory to be better at being better but it can also start in the financial realm so what would you say are three key points that we need to that we need to hone in on to get better at being better from a financial standpoint oh great Three key points financially. Uh, number one is your credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Always yeah, yeah. and forever. And I know it's daunting. The best thing about credit, though, is it's not stagnant. Mm. It's always moving, which means even sometimes when it's moving backwards, you can still do things to move it forward. So where you are today doesn't doesn't it's not always going to be the place that you stand. So constantly be monitoring, building, um, and rebranding your credit. Right. Uh, secondly, of course, will be your savings. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say try to get it to where, you know, with your job, uh, maybe you set 10% automatically to a savings account, automatically to a separate account that you don't have access to on a regular. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can actually save without looking, without having to work to save, and it kind of makes it effortless. And the next thing you know, that account has numbers in it that you didn't think it would have because you had it on set it and forget it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third thing is investing. Mm-hmm. Because I say you can't save your way to wealth, but you can invest your way to wealth. Mm. So. Yes, you might have your savings set aside for a rainy day, you know, t- pop a tire, car go wild, kids need shoes, something crazy like that. Yeah, you got your savings, but your investments, that's the vehicle that's going to take you to where you need to go. So, you know, do you have money in um, a Roth IRA? Do you have money in your 401k? Do you have funds set aside? Even if it's not in the marketplace, maybe you're looking into investing in real estate. Maybe you're looking into investing in a small business or in some form of something that can get you a higher return on your money that you can actually use to grow your quality of living. Do me a favor. Yes, sir. Please share that quote one more time (laughs) for the people in the back in case they just tapped in just now because that was a quote. what What you didn't probably hear or see is that I just flex the <laughs> muscles for you because that was a quote right there. Please repeat that for the people in the back that just tapped in and tuned in because that was a heavy quote that should resonate with everybody out here in Radio Land. Absolutely. You cannot save your way to wealth, but you can invest your way to wealth. Savings can only get you so far. The banks right now are giving what? 0.01% if mm-hmm. that that's not going to take your money anywhere. You have to put your money somewhere where it can grow. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to see this plant dying and just, oh, I'm just going to put a little dropper of water on it every day and hope yeah. that it grows. No, I'm going to water it. I'm going to give it proper. I'm going to put it in the places that it needs mm-hmm. to flourish. You have to do the same thing with your money. You have to take your money and put it in the right environment so where it can grow. Mm. It's so great that you said that because even with that, There are folks out here who are doing all of the right steps. Mm -hmm. Those steps that you just mentioned and 
still have an underlying challenge. Speak on what that underlying challenge normally is within that and how do we overcome that? Uh, bad spending habits, in my opinion, would mm. be that, that, uh, underlying challenge. Like, yeah, I'm saving, but if every time you're saving, are you dipping back into your savings account to grab something because something else came up? Mm-hmm. Are you able to say no to things that you might want to say yes to, you know, can we be disciplined enough financially to, uh, to not continue a cycle? They you dipped know. in their savings account to get them J's, huh? Right. Concert tickets came up, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tap Whoa, in that's over a here big one. Oh because I want to go see Usher. I want to go see Beyonce. So I'm going to take it out the savings account, you know, or. If because I'm, I got it there. Yeah, right, it's there yeah. because I can see it. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, because it's available. Major, major fact. Because we can see the amount of zeros. And so, you know what? That brings me to this question. So you be, <laughs> you, you get me to ask it a question within a question. I got you. And that's healthy because there are folks out here who know that while Beyonce was on tour, they were doing exactly this and they sacrificed the home that they were getting built custom. Mm-hmm. They sacrificed their new home. They sacrificed their new car, new place, their almost their whole livelihood just for a concert and they dipped into their savings account mm-hmm. to do it now their journey just now got jacked up so thank you for bringing that point up because there were a lot of people who did that right. and then found themselves having to scrounge up or having to do a lot more moving around than normal because they wanted to do leisure things as if they're not going to go on tour again. I get it. Once Sometimes there's once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Right. We get that. We're not saying anything about that. But sometimes those opportunities will come back around again, especially if you're in a major city where they're going to come through again. They can't miss that particular city because it's a moneymaker for them, right? Or otherwise known as revenue-generating activity. That city on that tour stop, like Atlanta, per se, everybody comes to Atlanta. It's it's revenue-generating activity for them because they will sell out. They know they're going to sell something out. They're going to sell a lot. They're going to do this. Every major market in the country doesn't have this problem but if you're in a smaller city we do see a lot of lot more of this going on where they're taking life savings yeah because they can see it and say well yeah i got a few zeros i think i can maybe spare this to go to this concert it's just one night they're going to convince themselves that's where we get in our own way the most wouldn't you agree i agree and i think it's because we're not looking they're looking at the savings account as just what it is. Oh, that's my savings. You know, I was saving up for something. And so now this event comes up, I have it in my savings. As opposed to, like you said, attach a bigger meaning to that account. Yeah. This is my home. Yeah. This is my kid's college tuition. This is my vacation money. Whatever that savings account may be for, so that when you go to dip into it, it hurts a little bit. Because I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm taking going, bricks off of my house yeah, yeah, to go you're to going a concert. Fi- basically, as uh, as Brian Dawkins, a, a great football player, once said, you're going to feel it, Cooley. You're going to feel it. you got to attach feeling to it. And that's the only way sometimes – that's where the biggest change comes from. Yeah. In any, in any, you change your habits when something hurts you enough mm. or something either brings you enough joy, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it takes a, 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 an immense amount of pain for you to go, you know what, I'm not doing that again. 
Mm-hmm. And financially, it's sometimes the worst pain. You know, I had to lose something. The lights got cut off. I got evicted. My kid, like, I got put out of this situation. I lost my car. And then now, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to be smarter now. Of course, that's, you know, it's that's when you learn the lesson. It's a little bit too late for that particular yeah. scenario. It's always too little, too late. It's almost... Instead of proactive, yeah, it's, it's reactive because reactive. now you've, exactly. you've went through what you went through, but it's still a financially you put yourself in this situation because mm-hmm. you saw the zeros and you felt you could replace it later. But how long is that going to take? You didn't factor that part right. in. And therefore, because that's where, hey, you got you to gotta understand, they're going to be coming back at some point. They're right. going to do something else in your city somewhere or close to your city somewhere. Or you're going to be able to get this, but now you've just delayed your <laughs> you delayed your blessing. You delayed your move-in date right. because you decided you wanted to go to a concert. You paused your you, motion. You might as well go ahead and pitch a tent and live, the, live in front of the venue, the concert venue or what have you. Mm. And live there for a few few days so that way you can build it back up. But, I, I mean, no, nah, I wouldn't say go that extreme. <laughs> but what I'm saying, I'm jokingly saying that. Yeah, but, no. yeah, we don't want nobody to do that. But there are some people who will go to extremes mm-hmm. and really do right. that. They have, like I said, people have done that for Beyonce. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I can't say that I am not guilty of sometimes sacrificing my why for temporary pleasures. Mm. Right? I have in the past, and that's why I am the way I am now. Like, yeah. My friends now tell me, you got to loosen up sometimes. You, you know, you, it's you, okay for us to do something. You, you, you loosen up, but sometimes that loosening up hurts. I felt it in the past. You felt it. I have been. Mm-hmm. And that's why everything that I, I speak on now is because I have 100% li- I've made the mistakes. Right. So I'm telling people, listen, don't be like the old me. I have done the things where, you know, oh, I didn't think about it and I dipped into my savings account or I'm telling myself, oh, it's okay. Prime example is, oh, I tell myself, oh, it's okay. My job is about to enter overtime season. So it's, I'll make it back and then some and I'll be fine. So I can do this today because in three weeks, my money's going to be different. Yeah, exactly. And then the job put out a mass posting saying, hey, this year we're not doing overtime. Yeah. And then the bomb dropped and I was like, oh, I didn't already spent the money. Yeah, yeah. Instead that's, of being that's where that better, sound effect on yeah. on TikTok comes in. You know that instead that of part. just being better disciplined up front, you exactly. Know? And so now I am very big on delayed gratification. Um, sometimes to my own detriment, but I'm working on that. Like I'm working on like allowing myself to breathe and allowing myself to be human because yes, I want people to be financially safe, mm-hmm. but I want you to enjoy life too. You know that's the point. You work so hard, still enjoy the fruits of your labor, mm-hmm. but divvy up your money differently. Right. If mm-hmm. X amount is going to my savings, these cover my bills. This is my money that I can enjoy with. You know, this 15 percent right. of my income, I can go to the movies or I can hang out or I can go have drinks with friends because mm-hmm. I've made I've made the provisions for that. And I budgeted that. Right. Now, once that runs out, hey, I'm out. I'm sorry. Y'all can meet me at the house and we can yeah. watch movies at home. Yeah. But I can't go out tonight because I blew my budget earlier this month and exactly. I have to stay disciplined because I have goals. You know, exactly. I, ha- I have certain things that I want to achieve and a certain type of person who I want to be. And I have to follow the path to make that happen. And so if I can spread that out throughout the month, then great, I can live. Now, if I, I don't take the right time and I-, and I blow my budget early on, then that's the p- choices that I made that I have to live with the consequences mm-hmm. of, well, now the last half of the month, you have to sit still. 
interesting you say that because and and I want to touch on this for a moment as mm-hmm. a visionary entrepreneur and you have many people that are you know making it happen out here but they all they've also watched you so what has been the best testimonial so so far since you have been on this journey to help others Ooh, my personal testimony or a testimony from from the outside from the outside yeah um, I think one of my favorite ones, um, at the prime of my, of my, uh, King Carter, uh, credit when I was doing credit repair mm-hmm. is I had this woman, um, come to me and she was, she needed a home badly. You know, she mm-hmm. was in a position to where things weren't panning out and she really genuinely for like safety reasons and a whole bunch of other things couldn't stay, but she also could not afford to get out. And so, you know, it took us a couple of months and she was very patient. She was very sweet. And she listened to every step that I was able to give her. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we're going to rebuild your credit here. We're going to mm-hmm. dispute these things. We're going to move. But I also, the biggest part, the hardest part sometimes in a credit repair space is I can do my job and work mm-hmm. on the things on your credit, but I can't make you save money. And I can't mm-hmm. make you have better uh, spending habits. Right, right. But she was very, very willing and wanting. And so we were able to work together together. And she was able to move from, you know, like I said, a bad situation of being in a trailer that was just not safe for her. Mm-hmm. So she was able to get a four bedroom, three and a half bed house oh, wow. with her kids and her like and like change completely changed her life. And that was, I think, my favorite one because for her wow. it wasn't just the home. Yeah. It wasn't like the the physical property, but it was everything emotional that was attached to it for her mm. and the safety of her kids and everything. And so that one was the was the first one I was like. I am, can help people change their lives, not just exactly. change their financial state or not just change their location, but change mm-hmm. their lives. And that meant a lot to me. Yeah, and the fact that you are changing these lives, how does it make you feel personally? <sighs> it makes you not want to stop. You know, even on the days where I'm tired yeah. or, you know, I have my You're going to have those days. Listen, because yeah, my life yeah. doesn't stop <laughs> by all means. I still have my own trials and tribulations and traumas that I go through on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But... I have a greater pur- purpose. I have a greater mission attached to my life. And so I have to get up every day and say, you know what, God, I'll deal with me later. Mm-hmm. This is my assignment right now, you know, and keep going because they need me just as much as I need them. Like they are pouring into me, not just because you're my client and, you know, you pay me to do these things, but th- sometimes they don't even realize that their stories are what's helping me get up and mm-hmm. helping me push through my own personal things. And like, all right, they need you just as much as you need them. Let's get up and let's make it rock and roll. There's a a greater purpose here. It is a greater purpose here. And to serve that purpose and build the purpose in others, you have a challenge that you have developed, which is becoming a CEO in 60 days, a 60-day challenge that you have gotten started. Mm -hmm. And now let's deep dive into that challenge. So talk about the development of of the challenge and what do you expect to, for people to get out of it? Man, this is by far my favorite project that I have worked on. I've been an entrepreneur for about nine years now, and this is the 60 Day CEO Challenge. Um, it is basically a structure. Have you ever heard of uh, 75 Hard? Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. 75 Hard is basically this series of activities that if you do this every day for 75 days, you'll yeah. become a better, more productive human being. Right. It's something similar to that, but for people who want to be entrepreneurs. So there's these eight daily tasks that you have to do every day mm-hmm. that'll help you build better disciplinary habits, better um, thinking habits, better, and structure your day better so that you can um, 
master your goals. Mm-hmm. But then within that, every day for 60 days, there is a specific task that, it, that you are assigned to do that will help you literally go from zero to 100, from idea to income, and from concepts to commas. Real that quick. will help you in 60 days or less. Hey, even down to you don't know what you want to do at all, that's okay. I have resource guides. You right. have no idea what niche. It's cool. We, we're going to help you break down your personality type and break down which niche best aligns with your goals and where you want to go. Mm. And then, hey, here's the marketing plan. Here's how you actually structure the LLC, not just saying, hey, go get an LLC. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. These are the banks that you should use. This is how you align yourself with proper funding. Do you have a 1-800 number? Like all of the things, um, helping you write the business plan. Like mm-hmm. everything from step A to Z in 60 days. Now, the best part about it is with this challenge, one, it's 100% free. Mm. I do have a workbook that you can purchase online nice. um, through Amazon. That And the workbook is my favorite part because it has a guide. And it, mm-hmm. it, it you can journal in it. You can see your daily step-by-step task and kind of keep track of all of your goals and everywhere you're going. Mm-hmm. And then beyond just the workbook, I have the 60-day CEO community. Mm-hmm. And so you can log in and you can ask live questions. You can get answers from me. You can get answers from your peers. You can find an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. You can find someone who says, hey, I also work in that space. Let's work together or where are you on, you know, in track of your goals? And within that community is free courses. So I have videos lined up for, hey, if this, if this is what phase of the book you're in or this is what phase of the challenge you're in, mm. this is what you should be doing. Here are some extra resources that might help you um, best align and, and kind of like blow out your results. So mm. I'm literally giving you all the tools that I can think of that I feel like you may need to go from zero to 100 from civilian to CEO in 60 days or less. Mm, wow, that is that is absolutely awesome. And this is in this challenge is mm-hmm. something that can be started at any time. At any time, you can start it today. You can start it next week. You can start it on a Monday. It doesn't have to be mm. the first of the month, the first of the year. We kind of fall into uh, a trap of thinking, oh, well, I have to wait till the first. The first quarter, the first of the yeah, year, the first of the month. That's that's another way that we get in our own lane. If I don't start at New Year's, it <sighs> ain't starting late. at all. No. Right. I why would you wait for your best life? Why would I wait until the first of the month or the first of the year to start living a better version of who I am? To start, you know, getting the life that I deserve and the things that I require. And the things that are destined for me. I'm going to just put it off and wait because it ain't Sunday yet. So I'm going to wait and start this on Sunday. I'm going to wait until the first of the month because that's a better time for me. Why am I waiting on my blessings? Yeah, what you waiting on? <laughs> yeah, why am I telling my money hold tight for me? Right. That, that is very arrogant of me to think that the opportunity is going to sit there and wait for me to come back for it. Exactly. So, no, you can start it any day, anytime, anywhere. Even if you already have a business and you maybe want, you know, I started this business. I'm unsure. I'm unclear. Join the community. It's 100% free. I will get in there. I'll help you answer questions. I'll help you lead you on the way. Here, you need funding? Cool. Here are some banks. I don't know how to open a bank account. Great. I got you. Here's a Watch this video course or just message me directly. I'll talk you through it. But I want you to succeed in every way possible. Why are we waiting on our success? Why are we waiting on our happiness? There's no reason to wait on success. There's no reason to be waiting on happiness. And that's where the discipline that you've been stating that that's been our word of the day today mm. is discipline. That's where that comes into play. We have to be disciplined to be hungry. The hungry, you know, if we're not hungry, right. then what what do we have? You know, we got to be hungry for it. And I mean, it's just it. it everybody knows this. If you, it, when you want something, you go get it. Et said it best. When you want something as bad as you want to breathe. Nothing's going to stop you from getting it. 
So it comes down to how bad do you want it? Exactly. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So exactly. I can give you all these tools and resources, but I can't make you want them. Exactly. I can't. So it, that's step one is you got to realize, do I want this for myself? Am I willing to put in the work? Because 60 mm. days ain't no joke. It's not. I no. simplify the process for you and I make the steps easy, mm-hmm. but you still have to execute. You can have all the information in the world, but if you don't execute, you have nothing. Exactly. That's facts. That's facts. It has to be, you know, executed items. And right. they have to be well executed. I mean, this is a process that you go through for 60 days, but you're not, you're not stopping it at 60 days. It never stops at 60 days. What the 60 days does is get you to the discipline. It builds the level of discipline. Exactly. And then, obviously, the expectation is that after the 60 days is up, you're going to keep on doing it, and it becomes now, as like I say, a part of the daily morning routine. Absolutely. Right. It becomes a part of who you are, and the idea yes. is to get this ingrained in you. Um, now, I do have something later on that I'm working on for those who are going to be moving into phase two. Okay. But for right now, the 60-Day CEO Challenge is to just be that launch pad for you and, yes. and, and get you clear on, because a lot of people don't know. I know I want to start a business. I just don't know how. Yeah, or I never, they don't know where to start. I, I feel like sometimes the biggest one is people who – didn't believe that they could. I've always wanted to start a business and maybe they know exactly what they want their business to do, but they don't believe that they deserve it or that they are smart enough or that they have the resources or the money or, Hey, listen, all you need is heart and desire and discipline. You have those things. We can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you that's whew, You gave us some gems today for real. So many gems of wisdom that we can take into the next phases of our future puts our trajectory in the right place yes and thank you so much for that but uh there's people out there in radio land that are currently asking how in the world do i get started how do i follow how do i connect how 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 do they support you absolutely um you can catch me on all platforms at shaquilla.mariah so that's at s-h-e-q-u-i-l-a dot m-a-r-i-a-h um, you can check out my website, www.shaquillamariah.com, and the 60 Day CEO on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, at the 60, the number 660 Day CEO. Um, shoot me some information. I'll get you in the community. Go to the60dayceo.com, sign up today, sign up now, uh, and the workbook will be dropping in about a week, so you'll be able to order the workbook very, very soon to track your progress throughout this journey. Absolutely, and I thank you so much for being on the Morning Machine. And uh, I got to get this one question in: mm-hmm. You play ball, right? Absolutely. What was your stats? Man, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that. Oh, you're trying to make me go back, back in the day, oh. way back, back in the time, back in the time. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, you know. Yeah, I got to dive into that real quick. I had to have fun with you because we've been we've been giving all these gems of wisdom, and we've been kind of serious at this conversation. Yeah. But I got to, when it comes to basketball, you start smiling. So I said, all right, let me ask this lady about her stats. What's the stat line? Because you play, you play the four, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, no, you know, the goal is always at least a double-double. Yo, let's go. That's the goal. You know, I'm, I'm down here for a purpose. I'm here to rebound. I'm here to, you know, I'm here to make it, make it happen. So that's, that's, that's what we aim for. That's what I'm talking about. Look, hey, y'all get on this challenge right now. You get on this 60-day CEO challenge right now. You can do it. You can definitely do it. 
please, please, please. She didn't just spew out this knowledge of inf- this wisdom and information for nothing. She wants you to go hard at it. Be disciplined. Go get it. Okay. So. With that, yet again, I thank you so much for being on The Morning Machine. Like I said, not your last time that you'll be on here because you'll be coming back more and more and more as the year goes along and beyond. So thank you so much for the information you gave us to close out our week this week. And so with that... Thank you so much for everybody for tuning in. We got more music for you coming up in this right here on The Morning Machine.